All right. Josh, are you there? I'm there. All righty. And that will cue us off here. Welcome back. It is week very deep of the Whiskey Dicks podcast. We are uh, coming at you live, a little remote podcast. Uh, Josh has officially moved up there to Menor. Let him know how it is right now, Josh. Uh, shit's snowy, fellas. Don't know if you guys know this, but it's, uh, it's snowed every day this week. And, uh, you know, it's not like the end of the world type of snow. Today is probably the most we're getting right now. But, like, yo, I don't think I'm going to see the sun for, like, six months. So, yeah. you, you move to the fucking Arctic. Yeah, who knew Manor, Ohio was basically uh, the North Pole? So, and, and that makes you Santa Claus. Coming at you, we got uh, myself, and then we got Santa Claus, and this is going to be the big playoff podcast, get you hyped up for the weekend that we got coming at you. You got both perspectives. You have mine, someone who is in the playoffs, and Gillis, who is also in a playoff. You could, you could call it a playoff. I'll allow it. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's fair game. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so everybody does know, this is uh, through the phone. We've done this once before. It was a three-person phone call with Alex. Uh, we think we sorted out the reason for the audio issues. A lot of it is when we try to speak over each other, so we're going to do our best to avoid that uh, and, and kind of make this at least smooth for you. Yeah, he's basically agreed to just let me run for about 20 minutes on rants, and, uh, and then he'll just kind of mute the phone, go get himself some food, and then come back, sit down, and then uh, give his opinion. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty much. We're just going to tag each other in and out. We're basically like a tag team wrestling duo right now. Uh, Rey Mysterio and The Big Show. Uh, fun fact, those are two of probably the three wrestlers that I know off the top of my head. That, hey, shout out to you for knowing three wrestlers off the top of my head. Because off the top of your head. And also off the top of yours. Okay, let's jump into this um, format for the show here up front. We're going to break down all the current teams who are playing for something. If you aren't playing for something, the uh, the Ian's, the Alex's, the the Charlies of the world here, uh, either be worse or get better. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I uh, just want to say uh, I'm super jealous. And I hope to be there one day. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> sucks for you guys because your season's officially over. So don't even don't even worry about it. Uh, plan on next year. Yeah, Josh, you're out here dying, going to hell, and wishing you're in purgatory. Like, what yeah, is this? Like, essentially, that is it, like if if next week rolls around and and I get to do this, and I'm lucky enough to to get out of this hell that is the bottom four. Uh, I will feel like I've won the lottery. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's a fair point. But we'll jump into it. The way this is going to work, uh, I have the duties of breaking down the bottom teams, and then Josh will provide his commentary. Josh will break down the top teams, provide his commentary, and uh, and then we'll kind of give them categories as we go on. We'll let you know who this team's best player is, who their worst current starter is as of 24 hours ago on Wednesday, and then who their biggest wild card is on their team. And this is all based of 
based off of who is in their active rosters. It uh, does not include the waiver wire that went through overnight. Yeah, you guys all know the rules. Uh, Wednesday, uh, lineups locked. So none of your cha- none of your changes matter. That's what we're going off of. Yeah, but, I mean, pretty much. I'm I'm just glad that we instituted that one from week one. Um, but I'll take it off, and we'll actually start uh, at the bottom with Daniel Hyder. Dan's coming in. I'll give you the quick stats here. Best player, as voted on by the panel, is Julio Jones. I think it's pretty safe, to, pretty safe to say. Definitely the most consistent, probably the highest scoring. Um, if he isn't the highest scoring, he's definitely the guy that you trust every week. Um, the worst start so far is uh, old uh, old Josh Adams. John Adams? Give us a- uh, did you say John Quincy Adams? I think so. Because that's an interesting start. Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, so certain uh, dead president uh, for the Eagles. Um, that's by far his worst start. I mean, that man's been dead for centuries. Um, definitely affects his running ability. I don't see how he's going to read the blocks very well. Probably going to go pretty poor. Um, and the wild card is absolutely Tyreek Hill. Um, and while that seems easy, that's just like it affects his team so fucking much because it is one of two good players on this roster, like genuine no-brainer starts, except for he's a guy who could get you 43, but also produce only like seven when you need him to get like 20. Yeah, um, absolutely agree. Uh, Tyreek is isn't – the, isn't there this weird thing about him – like kind of like the Steelers where like when he's on the road, he's great. When he's at home, he's not. Um, yeah. Basically he hates his, his fate, his family. He's better when he's away. He doesn't like home. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, like you said, that's a interesting dynamic to it. Um, I pulled up Dan's team for shits. And while John Quincy Adams is not a good start. Um, I mean, I understand why he's starting him. Uh, as as we saw Dan in the draft and throughout the season, his running back situation uh, really hasn't hasn't uh, answered itself or, or worked itself out too much. Uh, I have a, I I, uh, I have a reason for that. It's because he's kept all those exact same running backs all year and didn't trade them, didn't drop them. He just literally was like, these are my guys, I guess. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if it was because no one wanted them in a trade. Uh, so maybe that's why it was harder to move. And obviously in a 14-team league, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. But we're all in it. We all know it. Um, and I mean, I, for one, I've called my shot on Derrick Henry. I wanted Henry. I wanted to put him in a trade in hindsight, one of the best trades that never happened for me. Cause the boy's definitely not that good, but Dan was also like drinking more of the Kool-Aid than I was drinking. He's like, yo, this boy, this boy, Derrick Henry, this boy's going to bring me to the promised land, but let me just play him three weeks out of 13. What? He's just rotted on the roster all season, has been 
turned down by the likes of Dan for Peyton Barber multiple times. I just, I yeah. I got one thing here. What Kool-Aid were you two drinking? Because, I, I mean, yo, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't look. Know I, think it's, I think it's. I think it's made with meth. Yeah, like I, I don't it's know like, where to even find that Kool Aid on the streets. Like I don't know. Meth Kool Aid. That is some messed up Kool Aid. Like you gotta know I gotta know a guy to get to get that messed up that you're that you're on a Derrick Henry train. I think you mean that's some messed up Kool Aid. Ooh, I like that. All right, but uh, uh, that's kind of where uh, highlighting the the big points of Dan's team. And realistically, when he's going into this, um, well, I don't know I would give him the green light as the best team in the Sacco Bowl. He's definitely not the worst, and he's probably top two is where I would put him available. Um, But it all boils down to two players. Fulio's consistent. Tyreek Hill catches a good week. You'll be safe, and I think that's I think that's pretty safe. Do you agree? Disagree, Josh? Uh, as a guy who's going against Danny, I completely agree. I am terrified of his receiving core. Uh, they could absolutely be the death of me here this week. So, hundred percent agree with that. Yep. All right, but we'll jump into the next one. We're going to go at Luke, uh, a kid who thought he had hope, and then his hope beat a woman and kicked her and now he's in the sack. Oh, oh man. That's that is true. Yikes. Oh Luke. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Kareem Hunt. You know, uh I had a special place in my heart for Kareem. I drafted him last year when when I got absolutely ridiculed by uh, Alex and Charlie. Yeah, can you not hear me? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, Kareem Hunt made some poor made some poor decisions. I don't know if you like weighing in that, Josh. Yeah. Uh, so Kareem Hunt, he was my boy last year. Uh, took him higher than most people would have, uh, including Alex and Charlie. Uh, he came through for most of the season. And then uh, this year, uh, Luke was grabbed him and, and ran with him. And, and it was almost like, you know, Kareem did exactly what I needed him to do, which was lie to the Chiefs long enough to, to get Luke's hopes up and then get himself kicked out of the league uh, in perfect, perfect timing. So, Kareem, uh, I, don't, I don't condone anything you did, uh, but in terms of fantasy football, I don't know that there's a player who has helped me more these last two seasons uh, than you. Jesus, that is just a depressing homage to, to Kareem Hunt. I, I just I mean I support I, I I fave that like that's good. Right. Like that's just it's just out there. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean a uh, tough look for my guy Kareem out here hitting women losing fantasy football games for Luke. Like that's a bad that's a bad look for all parties. 
Yeah. Yeah, they should quit, should quit doing it. <laughs> for, for definitely, yeah. I, I hope, hope this PSA doesn't have to be said, but please don't kick women. Yeah, you know. Shout out, Kareem. I know you're listening. Maybe stop that. God. Well, yeah, what else is he doing? He's not in the league anymore, so. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Rough stuff. But, okay, uh, the rest of Luke's team, best player by far, Patty Splatty. Uh, getting him pretty close to almost 30 points a week. He's going to need every bit of 30, um, which sounds ridiculous because he's playing Ben, but the rest of his team is fucking suspect. Uh, the worst start is definitely Devin Funches because it's probably, like, the worst Panther receiver that Luke currently owns. I would rather play – who does he have? Does he have Samuel or more? Who else does he have? Yes, Samuel. I'd rather play him. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, but he's fucking started bunches of not funches. Fucking no bunches of anything over there except for bunches of drops and yeah. time bunches – bunches of time spent on bench. Just yeah. not a good not a good time for him. No good. No good. Very bad. Yeah, no good, no good, very bad player. Uh, the wild card for Luke is definitely Golden Taint um, because that's how he's been playing outside of last week. He gets traded. Everybody's pumped. They're like, yo, it could be the missing piece. And then Carson Wentz is like, wait, my best friend is Zach Ertz. Y'all suck dick. And he only passes to Zach Ertz the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's always we, 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 uh, the receiver position – there's a lot of variables. You have to have the trust of a quarterback. You have to understand the playbook and the routes and all that stuff. But um, he looked lost out there for the first couple games. In fact, uh, I wouldn't have beat Luke if it weren't for Golden uh, getting a whopping. I'm going to look it up quick. Was it? I think it was the 2.9. Yeah, I think it was that week. Ooh. So, uh, thanks. Um, but yeah, he is a wild card. Having the big week that he had last week, maybe he maybe he got on the same page, but you never know. No. 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 What's that's like that's the fucking bait game. That's like when you go fishing in the fucking wee hours of the morning and your first cast, you don't get anything second cast, you don't get anything third cast, you get like a just like a little bluegill, you're like, oh fucking it's turning around. This is it. And then from like, you're there from 7 a.m. until fucking high noon and you get no more fish. Yikes. Great analysis. Uh, That's also terrifying for Luke. So, bummer for Luke. Zachary. Hello. Going to this team. Um, who would be the best player? I have it listed as Watson, but like it was kind of debatable. Yeah, um, 
You know, I would go Watts. It was Emmanuel Sanders, RIP. Uh, yeah, I think Watson's about the best of you. I mean, Watson's solid, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mark Ingram? Love the analogy there, Zach. Really appreciate the shout-out to fishing. Yeah, the under underappreciated uh, profession. A hundred percent. My my one of, one of my one of my more enjoyable pastimes when I when I get the chance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I guess what it really does boil down to, though, including the analogy, is team without Cream Hunt a little suspect. I would say. Yeah, I think uh, – I don't know if it was Danny uh, or someone else in the league, but when, when Cream Hunt is, is taken out like that, uh, Luke's team looks like a team that shouldn't have been there to now a team that you understand why it's there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, top to bottom. The big thing, I really – I mean, almost in hindsight, I wish – I wouldn't have even made his wild card golden taint, but I wish I could have made it like Eric Ebron. If Ebron doesn't get a touchdown, um, even though Jack Doyle is out now, like he's had some rough weeks in there. Yeah, uh, I think that's just the position. I mean, Ebron has been a huge, huge help for him uh, just because what he's got a billion and five touchdowns, I think is the number right now. It's it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't even know how it's physically possible to have that many touchdowns in a season. Uh, from yo, does that mean? Does it mean that Andrew Luck is good or that Matt, Matthew Stafford is just very bad? Ooh, shout out Alex, uh, Matt Stafford, <laughs> bad. Your franchise committed more than ten years to that man. Just a disaster. Just fucking. Yeah, God, it's so bad. Um, yeah. But, yeah, overall, Luke, um, realistically, I'm going to put him third in the group um, just because I – I mean, he's de- he's definitely not the worst. Everybody knows who the worst is. But after Kareem Hunt, he is – that's an enormous blow. Yo, I'm right here. You don't need to You don't need to put me on blast like that about being the worst, all right? I'm out there trying. Oh! I'm out, I'm I mean, out here trying, all right? I mean, let's get it. Let, if you want it, let's get into it. The last place team, the team I project to be the worst in the Sacco Bowl, on the call with me, is not Ben Teller. It's actually Josh, but the worst team is going to be Ben Teller. Uh, ben Seam, Ben Seam is fucking trash. Uh, quick breakdown of the of the positions. Best player, Deshaun Watson. I'd say only because he's consistent. The Texans have hit their stride. They look good. Everything's like. He's he's very reliable. He's his best player. Like I don't I don't know what else to say. Um, the wild card on the team is Mark Ingram, which is also kind of wild in itself. I mean he's he's a he's a fucking good player. Yeah, I would I would enjoy having him on my fantasy team, except for you have no idea what you're gonna get. I mean that could be four points. That could be fucking twenty seven. It could be anywhere. Yeah, hundred percent agree. You know I, I don't I don't. Appreciate you uh, 
saying that Ben's team is so bad because you know he's going to go off this week, and it's going to break my little heart uh, because I don't, I don't, I really don't want any of the bottom four teams to have success, but like, I really don't want Ben to sneak out a win. Um, um, there's a reason why I'm saying it. I'm going to run Ben's team and name through the dirt in the hopes that it's the old reverse jinx. He wins again. Uh, like I need, I need to just make this happen. If there is a way that he is not the one who has to do this, this beer mile, Ace, ACT combo, like, it'd be fucking amazing. I would legitimately cry my eyes out. Only because, like, it, it, then it, I, I'm just, I'm that much closer, you know? Also. And, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be so hard to train living in the fucking North Pole, like, running through feet of snow. Do you think, like, he starts Emmanuel Sanders? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, is he even checking or like? I mean, his I can't tell by the way that he messaged the group. Like, is he just completely conceding it, or is he actually and like he's just gonna do it? Or I hey hey I will I will say Ben has a certain level of awareness. Um, I think it speaks to the team he drafted. Nobody thought during the actual draft that he was definitely gonna be Sacco, and he had a tough little cup. A couple of tough injuries, things like that. Um, but he's also aware of like how how rough of shape he is in. And I think my guess is he's going for the the fucking lols in the group. Me, uh, got to get those like number ups for your posts. It's the only thing that matters in there. Um, but no, I think I do think he's going to take him out. I think he's paying attention. But also, it's like who's he taking him out for? The other guy on his bench will get two points. Like what? Yeah, I mean, he's got now four guys on his team that are on the IR. Oh. That's that's just an incredible feat right there. Look, the difference between his team and your team is when a player goes on our IR, you drop them. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking collecting them like I know. like I almost expect, like gym badges. He's out here <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Gotta ca- I can get eight IR players. Watch me go. And he really could. Fucking... I think he's gonna pick up AJ Green next. I think he's just waiting for that claim <laughs> to go through. That doesn't surprise Bro, me. You got fucking fleece blanketed like to your death. Legitimately the worst trade I've ever made in my entire life. And so, oh I was God. thinking about it some more. I've made two trades with Alex. Both of those players are dead. So, <laughs> Blau Pow, potential career ending Blau AJ Green, dead, deadsies, uh, whatever, yeah, whatever I, the medical term is. I'm done trading with you, Alex. No, that's it. Hold on. First of all, medical term, definitely deadsies. Um, I'm pretty sure... Mary told me a story. Uh, it was pretty rough. Some guy coded and she came in and she was just like, I pronounce him deadsies at like 10 a.m. That's, that's, yeah, that's official. That's a, that's the correct term. Yeah. Um, also, PSA, Alex, trade no one else to Josh. These are fucking real people. They have lives. Uh, don't hurt them. Yeah. What are you doing out there killing everybody, dude? That's messed up. Uh, this is a two way street. What the fuck are you, what? 
I can't help it. They die on my team. What do you want me to do? Not draft a team? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what's the difference? Uh, well, speaking of that terrible, terrible team, let's talk about oh, it. Oh, do we have to? I will say it's the second best team in the Sacco bracket. Best player, another solid best player, Zeke. I think that's absolute fire. Worst start um, as of last night, Losters Rock. I know Lock, I know you abide by that rule. Uh, Case Keenum, wild. Uh, don't like that at all. He just lost Emmanuel Sanders. He's literally throwing to Cortland Sutton, or he's probably just throwing to John Elway. I'm pretty sure he's about to suit up. Um, but true, true wild card. And Reynolds for the Rams. Like, honestly, could easily have 100 yards and a touchdown or it could be two catches, 30 yards. Like, you honestly have no idea what you're going to get with him. Give me some insights into what you're thinking with your team and your chances. Well, I'm trying – I guess you lost me on the bad start with Case Keenum. What, what don't you like about the matchup? I mean, he has no receivers to uh, throw to, and it's Case, it's case sling at King and Keenum. He's out there. Just, That's a terrible nickname. He's out there just, hey fellas, I'm four foot eleven. I can't see any of you. Watch me, watch me, chuck it. And uh, no, there's no way that there's no, no way that, that is, backfires. That is fucking case. Catch me on the corner, Keenum, and that that's because he's fucking unemployed because he's selling drugs on the corner. That man is garbage. Uh, yeah, he's slinging drugs. That's what I said. He's slinging it. They active. They knowingly traded. Like I don't know if they traded him or signed him in free agency, but they picked him up intentionally. I know. I mean, I know they know this. Getting a game manager, like a, a fucking this guy's career arc, his peak is Joe Flacco. Like in his best days, he's just Joe Flacco out there. Look, he's garbage. Look, in their defense. They they were you're right they were looking for a game manager but that defense is legit they're six and six right now they're on a hot streak they're beating teams and they have an easy schedule coming up we could be talking about them in the postseason which would be the craziest thing to happen considering they have a three foot nine midget trying to throw a football that <laughs> doesn't even make sense no um, yeah I will say top to bottom actually I mean unfortunate injuries for skill positions at wide receiver for them. And they traded away Demarius Thomas, doubled down on Cortland Sutton. Him as the one, two with Emmanuel Sanders looked really good. They were getting good wins. They're still really tough to play at home. Uh, they had a brutal schedule up front was getting a lot easier. And then all of this shit happened. And now they uh, literally Emmanuel Sanders going down. I think that impacts them so huge. Yeah. They, uh, they really don't have, like you, it, it went from being like a we're a team that's going to run it, we're a team that's going to play defense, and then we'll like play action. You maybe we'll maybe we'll have a little bit of success there. Went from that to now it's like we can't even threaten that. Like we just have to hope we can win the line of scrimmage and our defense can score touchdowns because the receiving cores they're essentially rookies. I mean they don't know what they're doing out there, um, and obviously Case Keenum is uh, he's two foot nine. Uh, he's, he's 35 pounds soaking wet and he's probably going to be, he's probably gonna get stepped on and just not get up. 
fucking yeah. Well, no, you're probably right. Um, but yeah, what? How do you view your chances going into this week? You played Dan, who, as I, I think he's top two. Realistically, I think I'd put you at one, but I, honestly, you guys are kind of a wash up there for me. I don't know how my chances are. I, I truly think it's a, it's a coin toss. Um, like I said, Dan's receivers. It, it doesn't take much for Dan's receivers to go buck wild. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, we all know that I'm hurting at receiver. I'm hurting, you know, as a team pretty much everywhere. Um, You're just hurting. You're an old-ass man. Like, what? Just people, just, I, you know, injuries. I, I, look, I don't know. Look, but, uh, no after that field goal, after that field goal you attempted on Saturday, I know you're hurting. Oh, oh, oh that field goal, though. It felt good. Hey. It felt good when I hit it. It felt good. Hey, all you in the air. All, all you podcast listeners, that's a that's a fatty teaser for one of the greatest stories of all time. Literally of all time. Like don't I don't think you guys I, I honestly they're not even ready for it. They're not. It's impossible to be ready no, for it. No. They're gonna it's good. Gonna hey, to last podcast champion last podcast championship weekend. We're saving the story for them to let everyone know what went down on the weekend when me and Charlie decided to send Gillis off for his last weekend in Dayton. Oh, man. And let me just say. But that's a teaser. teaser. It's a teaser. But there's no better send-off. I'll just throw that out there. Honestly, top three Saturday in my life, and I got married on a Saturday, so it's pretty pretty up there. Oh man. But again, it's a teaser. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. Um but to continue with the breakdown, if I had to rank the teams in the Sacco Bowl, uh realistically, if I'm being brutally honest, and it literally it literally pains me to rank him first, I would go Dan, then I would go Josh, Ugh. then then Luke, then Ben. Oh, I mean, do you agree, disagree? I'm just happy you didn't put me as the best because then I would definitely be Sacco. Oh. Like that's, <laughs> I'm so happy you said Dan. I couldn't be happier. Uh, essentially, look, what's what's the best of, of, of the four worst teams in the league, you know? it's The fact of the matter is we're all bad. We're all trash. Anyone can win or lose on any given week. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I, as long as you didn't put me the I, best team and and ultimately curse me forever, uh, I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, nature of the the Sacco Bowl. I appreciate your mentality. I mean, I love where that comes from. But as someone who's in the bottom, give us some insight on the top. Ooh, let's take it from the top. Uh, hold on, let me get to his team. Oh, oh. We're starting with the man, the man on Mount Everest right yeah, now. Yeah, we got to man. He's up there. He is all, all the way up there. Did I just realize he has Devonta Freeman on his IR? That's that's a little yeah. bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? Didn't it's a wild didn't he card. fleece? Didn't he fleece Alex with Devonta and just go and pick him back up just to put him on the IR? Who honestly, I mean, 
I mean, maybe we got to get a, like a little quick hot take from Alex. I'm a. I'm gonna literally. We're right now. It's eight forty-five. I will call Alex via the app on this, and if he answers, I'll include it at the very end of the podcast on his quick thoughts of the Devonta Freeman slap in the face pickup. <laughs> I just, I just now noticed it, but. Uh... Anyway, we were talking about this. Look, Michael Thomas is having a killer year, but it's it's hard to pick just one player. I mean, Brand's team is going nuts. You could you can make an argument for Zach Ertz because the tight end position is such a dumpster fire, and there's such a huge point gap differential between Ertz and even like the fourth, fifth, sixth best tight ends um, that it gives him such an advantage. You could argue uh, James White having a, a top 10 year uh, in the standings being his best. Um, I'm still going to go Michael Thomas uh, just because the man is is doing things like just oh, yeah. shouldn't be done. You know, it's just not it's just not fair. Um, the worst start. So this one. It's a, it's like a hot take yeah, because Really, like the quarterback position for Zach is not is not terrible. In fact, I would I would probably love I would love to have either one of those quarterbacks. I put in a I think I put well, in a bid for Dak, yo, but I had zero dollars. Yo, and okay, you no okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You saying you want someone else's quarterback situation when you trade? Uh, essentially, the trade is now that we yeah. know everything. You traded Cam Newton for Andy Dalton straight. No, up. I had Andy Dalton. I literally traded Cam Newton for nothing. You traded Cam Newton. You you gave Alex yeah. Cam Newton, and then you're like, "Nah, Andy it's Dalton because, is cool." It's because Andy Dalton. That's obviously yeah. Like, what? Why would I think to go wrong there? Hey, I mean, you're talking to. Ultimate Homer over here, fucking, uh, m- fucking Valdez Scantling owner trade for Cooper, looking like a fool with my pants on the ground, fucking yeah. Don't get me wrong, I know where you're coming yeah. from, but I know when you got rid of Newton, part of you was like, I fucking believe in the Bengals. Yes, this is it. We're gonna do it. AJ's gonna come back. We're gonna make the playoffs. We might even take it to overtime before we lose in the no. first round again because Hugh Jackson is the assistant to the head coach. No. So when I made this deal with the devil, that is Andy <laughs> Dalton slash Alex Crouch. Slash Alex I, Crouch. I played Andy essentially thinking that he could be a Jameis Winston where, like, He's going to throw interceptions, but maybe he'll throw some touchdowns too because the team's going to need it. I had no no confidence in the world that this team was going to make the playoffs. I did expect A.J. Green back, which I thought, again, would be a huge help to both of their stocks, obviously. Uh, and the, the other thing that I looked at was their Weeks 14 and, more importantly, their Week 15 matchups where they were at home against Oakland. Uh, because I was one and eight, and I knew the writing was on the wall. Um, turns out, if I don't make that trade, I I beat Charlie and get myself out of the bottom four. Uh, that's just the number one lesson I learned from this season is I'm never, ever, ever 
going to give up on my team again with with that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we are. I mean, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, let's uh, let's stay the course here. Yeah. We agree Michael Thomas is the best play. Dak's the worst start. Who, give me your wild card coming from Zach's team. Uh, out of the team that realistically, the reason why he's first, top to bottom, very consistent. Yeah. Well, I think the wild card, and I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to pivot away from you a little bit. Um, and maybe this Ooh. is dumb of me, but like, oh, we just talked about the Bengals. Tyler Boyd. Ooh. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, the dude has been putting up numbers. He's had the best year, like, I don't know that he's had ever. And, uh, yes. And I guess I just don't quite, I can't quite wrap my head around the fact that he's really that good. Uh, especially with now Jeff Driscoll throwing the football mm. and being a number one, like that's that's my wild card. I don't know, and you can make the argument look, that he's fine, or you can make the argument that it's not going to go well. I don't know. Look, the uh, the Driscoll pistol, he's out here. He's just fucking slanging shit. He's God. He's great. Definitely, definitely think he's better than Andy Dalton. Um, best thing the Bengals ever did was make sure Andy didn't play another game. Um, I credit all of that to uh, the assistant to the head coach, Hugh Jackson. He did pretty great things in Cleveland. And I mean, collectively, all the decision-making that I see coming down from him as a whole when it comes to that franchise. I mean, Vontez Perfect out there fucking playing, averaging three tackles a game and two missed tackles a game. That's a, po- that's a plus one. That's positive. That man's just fucking having a great season. And I know Hughes out there like, look, we'll win more if we play him more. And I know he looks at Tyler Boyd. Like you said, he might be your wild card. He's like, yo, this boy, play him more. Driscoll the pistol, he's just out here. He's going to sling it and wing it, get this man the ball. And he'll probably beat any Browns receiver. He'll probably have like a 50-yard game. Maybe like a two-point conversion or something. It's a, that's wild numbers. Like probably the best that Hugh Jackson's ever seen. It'll be a great time for everyone in Cincinnati. Um, no, no questions asked. I think the whole franchise is on the up and up. There's no way that this could ever go wrong. Um, everything's in a good place right now. Um, and that's why my wild card is honestly Lamar Miller. And that also has nothing to do with the fact that I have a water bet with Zach about him not scoring a lot in general, uh, especially no big breakout weeks, except for it's actually really fucking close. And I'm a little nervous. So I'm just trying to spread some bad juju. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can respect that from a water bet perspective, uh, but, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but obviously I'm up in, you, I I'm mean, in, okay, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. PETA sent out a very informative tweet to everybody who's saying very anti-animal language like this. And instead of beat a dead horse, they would really appreciate it if you said feed a fed horse. So continue, Josh. (laughs) Um, I'll save the next podcast for my views on PETA. But in the meantime, yo, yo, Gillis's rant of the week, (laughs) one entire podcast on that fucking asinine tweet. PETA sent out 
feet of fed horse? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, it's just a fucking expression. Like, what? It, uh, oh, my it's God. It's just, I don't, dude, the world we live in. I don't know. Look, if I if if I have any more of this wild turkey one on one, shut up my boy Smalls. Um, yeah, you could get me on like a forty five minute rant. That is one of the worst tweets in history. Yeah, for sure. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Look at look it up because there's seven examples and it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Anyway, all I wanted to say was I'm, I'm meeting. <laughs> I'm meeting all the new employees at the Mentors Service Center, and they're asking me <laughs> who I'm a fan of because obviously they're all Browns fans. Ooh. And I, oh. I sheepishly admit that I'm a Cincinnati fan, Bengals and Reds. And they look at each other, and they start laughing and high-fiving and saying, hey, thanks for that that hiring of Hugh Jackson. And, <laughs> you know – there, there comes a time in every man's life where, like, you really reevaluate your your beliefs, and that that was one of them for me. Like, I, I really had to reevaluate everything in my life because what respectfully, what look, I know some good Browns fans, man. It's a fun franchise. We went to a game. Apparently, they just give you like half a fifth of bourbon for twenty dollars if you attend. Saw that. In person. That's a real thing. That's like actually not a joke for anyone listening. Um, Ask for your whiskey and ginger ale separated, and they'll apparently pour just eight ounces of whiskey in a glass for you. In a mason jar, even. Like, honestly, it was fucking ludicrous. Like, whoever did that, realistically, should be fired. Eh. Well, I mean, not by my perspective, but by, like, a business perspective, like, a fucking 100%. Well, in Cleveland, I don't know. Maybe that's that's what they do, you know? Yo, if Goose had to drive that night, he couldn't. Apparently, he slept for four straight hours the moment they hit the car. Yeah, what do you mean? He was just... Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that he didn't sleep longer in the... Like, that. that's like, yeah, he absolutely did that. Yo, he shared it with, like, six people whenever they wanted a drink. Like, he let anyone drink out of it, and he still probably had, like, six or seven shots of bourbon bourbon over the course of one football game. Yeah. He was doing everything he could to get rid of that jar. And he did it, eventually. Oh, he drank it. But anyway, we, but- we, we just really got off topic there. Uh, Zach's team's good. He's in first place. That's, that's yeah, all. Yeah, fuck Zach. Yeah. Fuck Zach. Fuck Zach is the end of that story. Fuck Zach. Uh, let's let's power through these top five. Uh, Zach's got to buy. I got to buy. We can just go me last instead. Let's jump into MG. Give me a quick breakdown of where you like him. At the very end, we'll just get a little a little quick ranking of how you feel people are gonna pan out here. Go. Let's go MG though. Okay. Let me pull up MG here quick. Um... I mean, I'll give you I'll give you the uh, Mel Kiper quick breakdown. Um, yeah, please. Best player is Saquon. There's no question, right? 100%. 100%. Worst start. I kind of gave it a worst start wild card. I'm sorry, not me, Mel Kuyper. Gave it the worst start wild card tie. There's two players who are basically interchangeable for being the worst start or the wild card, and that is Theoretic 
and Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. I don't even know where to where to really dissect that one at. Uh, you know, who knows? They they are both exactly what you said, wild cards and uh, and pot like here's the thing. I, I don't see both of them going off. So one of them's gonna look like a really bad start. Yep. But I don't I don't know which one. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, in a vacuum, is Theo Riddick better than uh, on Johnson? I mean, fucking definitely Alex is an idiot. That franchise is in shambles. But <laughs> um, is he going to be better than Taylor Gabriel? Like, who, who knows? Uh, Mitchell Trubisky might start. And we clearly have found out over the past couple days, definitely not a system quarterback. Things definitely change when he's there. Um, that's all a bunch of fucking bullshit. Like, it's literally like you might minus interceptions, but the offense is definitely not like marginally more efficient when he's the actual quarterback. It's wild. Like, the quarterback does not matter in that offense. Yeah. I know. I, 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 his team is a mystery to me. I mean, it's it's filled with with a whole bunch of question marks and two really good players. Who's I mean, I, wait? Who's who's really good? Oh, Devonta Adams. Yeah, and Barkley. Those two are studs. Everyone yeah. else, like Amari Cooper, could crush it or he could not, and I don't think I'd be shocked. Same goes with Gabriel. Same goes with Riddick. Same goes with Kyle Rudolph. I mean. These are guys who have the talent to do so. Uh, it it just it just depends. I don't know. Oh yeah, and I mean, uh, for the record, I know me and you had briefly talked about a water bet. I don't think it came to fruition, and it was a Devonta Adam touchdown versus Jimmy Graham touchdown water bet. I don't think it was made, but boy, if it was. But boy, if it was, holy shit! I would, I would shit. have you right where I want you. <laughs> Just <laughs> two more four touchdown games from Jimmy Graham, and I'm fucking you sweating. Know they're coming. He's gonna have one, seven touchdown. Yeah. Game. Followed up with a nice eight ball. Yeah. MG's MG's team is definitely a wild card, though. I mean, he's he's getting affected by injuries. Uh, he can't play the players he wants, so he's. He's doing things like this. Um, his his round is pretty important. Um, but let's let's keep moving on. I mean, there's a lot of teams at the top. We'll go on to yeah, let's Ryan. Let's go on to Ryan. Give me your thoughts there. Ryan's team is recently plagued. Um, his best player, uh, James Conner, is out by far. By far, best player, and him going out is is fucking gutting for Ryan. Start. Rex Burkhead, yep. Just, I like, don't get me wrong, I get it. I've looked at his team, but also, like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. And, like, he's got home run hitters, right? We know. Oh, yeah. Yo, Zay Jones in your flex, though? Wait. Can I, okay, can I rant a little bit about this, please? 100%. Fucking Tyler Lockett. Fucking put him – okay, Ryan, don't get me wrong. You finished third. I think you have a decent team top to bottom. The injury – like losing James Conner fucking, fucking blows. Like that guts your team a little bit. But 
other than that, you have a solid team. Tyler Lock is the fucking play. Like, what what the fuck are you doing? I mean, uh, I think eight out of 11 weeks, he scored either like 12-something or higher. His off weeks, he has like a 9.7, a 9.5, and a 7.8. He has like one three-point-something. I just I, – I pulled it up this morning, and I was like, wait, why is Tyler not Lockett not in the lineup? And I looked at Tyler Lockett's stats, and I'm like, this guy's phenomenal. He's He is the perfect flex play, but the only justification is that Ryan is trying to go full popper. Like, he just believes he's got a – he needs the two touchdown games A. Jones had. He needs the yeah. just full-on dick you in the mouth. Which makes sense because, again, he's starting Rex Burkhead and Deion Lewis. Which <laughs> fucking, fucking Rex Burkhead, Deion Lewis. <laughs> That's like... Ryan is starting the Patriots' best running backs of last year. Yep, 100%. He's just a, a year behind. Mm-hmm. Um. Realistically, though, pretty easy team to read straight up. He might have finished third overall. Injuries kind of ravaged him, and then he is where he is right now. Yeah. All right. I'm good with it. If you're good with it, what's the next one, Joe? Oh, we are going – speaking of ravaged by injuries, let's go into Joe. Let me know what you think. Let's see. Joe's team is is – even with Melvin Gordon out, it's still kind of it's still kind of hot. Clutchest, clutchest backup in the league. I I think you could fairly argue that um, Austin Eckler has been proven, even when he is the backup to Melvin Gordon in actual games. Let alone when he gets the reins, like you still have to be afraid of him, right? Yeah, he was pretty uninspiring in the game against Pittsburgh, but. The, throughout the season, I mean, he's been a beast in in the pass catching side of things. So, yep, uh, I certainly am not looking at it as like, wow, that's a dumb play. Uh, I mean, if we're talking best player, Melvin, you know, Melvin is is great. Um, Antonio, ooh, Brown, ooh, so okay, okay, Brown okay, right now would be the best, I guess. Um, but there's just there's a lot of things to like about Joe's team. If if he can survive this round, get Melvin back next week. He has Aaron Jones, who's really come on. Antonio Brown's there. Stephon Diggs uh, is a solid number two. And then you look at his flex play with Cortland being the now number one. The now and, number one is huge. And and a consistent quarterback like Philip Rivers. I mean, this team is not someone I want to play at all. They're hot. Um, let me give you this though. Okay. If Melvin Gordon is healthy, who's the best player, Antonio or Melvin? Quick take. Melvin. Uh, okay. I mean, well, that's it. It's harder. I, I mean, I but yes, like don't get me wrong. You have your reasonings. I think people would agree, but I would definitely say Melvin definitely the best player. Um, that does not mean Antonio Brown is not super important and very good. Yeah. Um, and I would argue. This elevates, uh, obviously, well, it helps Austin Eckler and who he's going to play for, Melvin Gordon. But it elevates Phillip uh, probably by like a point or two average per week because he's going to pass more. He doesn't have that reliable, that guy he, who he has had for the past three years, Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Um, but worst start. 
Like, how? I mean, the market is rough, but like Uzama. Yeah, I mean, like you said, all tight ends are are essentially terrible. There's no, there's no good start there, and you know, you would, I mean, think that a backup quarterback would check down to the tight end to save his own skin. I get the play. Uh, you just don't expect a lot of points out of it. Like you can. I mean, it's I well, it's pretty rough. That's definitely where he's at his weakest. I'd say the wild card is Sutton because the big expectation, especially with Sanders out, is that Sutton's going to fucking feast. But if he doesn't, like Joe's, that's getting kind of like gutted. That's like that's a blow to the chest. Doesn't mean he can't win, but. It'll put a lot of doubt if he does win in his mind going forward. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I but also what I think is fair, Ryan has to play Joe. Ryan loses uh Connor, Joe loses Gordon. Maybe a little bit meant to be. Maybe a little bit. I know who I'd take in that matchup. Ooh, hey, we'll get to that later. But give me uh Give me a little quick insight on the last uh, – well, not the last guy, but second to last guy that we're going to talk about, Alex Fear. Alex Fear. Uh, Todd Gurley, best player. F- oh, hot take. Hot take. Uh, wild card. Everyone, oh, by uh, far. Travis Kels? No, 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 no. Travis Kels is, like, way too – his floor is, like – it, well, and I guess this speaks to what you're saying. Uzama's a wild card because his his worst-case scenario, honestly, could be like a goose egg. Travis Kelce's worst-case scenario is probably like seven points. But he could also drop what he did last week, which was honestly unreal. Yeah. Um, and they took away a touchdown. Like, wild. Yeah. And I shouldn't I shouldn't lump Robert Woods into that category. He's obviously really good too. He's having a great. Nah, game. he's solid. Yeah, Woods. But like, I don't know. Does anyone get excited when I when I say Lashawn McCoy? And it's not that. Even, yeah, that's fair. Like, it's not even that he's not talented. It's just the Bills. Um, it's, <laughs> depends what day you catch Roethlisberger is kind of what what you're hey. gonna get. Hey, quick, quick question. Yeah. What's the difference between Josh Allen and Michael Vick? Josh Allen and Michael Vick? It's Josh Allen has rushed for more yards in uh, – what was it? He's rushed for – it's something like more, more yards in two straight games or no quarterback has had more two overnight – like over 90-yard games in quarterback history. Basically, Josh Allen is better than Michael Vick at rushing. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I 100% believe that. I mean, that's kind of why, and you guys don't know this, but it happened. The waivers went through. I have Josh Mm. Allen in my lineup. I like the idea idea of playing a running back at the the quarterback position. So, give it to me. Hey, I mean, it sucks that everything locked at eight last night, though. But good waiver pickup. Yeah, yeah, for next week, for next week. Oh, for next week. Um, yeah, because I'm going to need it. Um, but anyway. Uh, hey, re- realistically, I just want your insight on two players. Hey, Rob, the uh, would could probably be like a bona fide number one on a team 
that wasn't in just like a full-on system that rode Tariq Cohen's dick. And then uh, Jay Dick himself, the new RB one and a half for Oakland. The RB one and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to commit to him. Like, I don't know. They want him as the third down back, but they lost their first and second. Like they lost their two big backs. So, by default, I think he's their first down back, but I don't think they'll want to do that. So, like, the one-and-a-half back. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I get it. Uh, here's here's the one thing I'll say about an Oakland player, because um, I have Jared Cook. Uh, it's not fun. You don't trust him. <laughs> like, ever. But, you know, it's cool when it happens. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. This team is, uh, it's solid. It's got its playmakers. Uh, Travis Kelsey's a cheat code. Todd Gurley's a cheat code. Robert Woods is having a hell of a year. Um, everyone else can absolutely have big games, or they can do nothing. And I mean, that's kind of where why Alex is where he's at right now. Eight and five is a good record. Yeah, eight eight and five is a good record. Um, for what it's worth. There's a lot of, uh, I, I guess for me, may, I mean, I don't know how other people feel, but like I look at Alex's team and a, a large part of me wants to be like, oh, what's fucking on our drafted, yada, yada. But his two best, Alex deliberately picked uh, Todd Gurley and Travis Kells. And he hit him right on the head. 100%. Fucking nailed him. Number yeah. one running back, number one tight end. Nailed him. Yeah. And, I mean, that's exactly why he made the playoffs. Those guys carried him. They did what they needed to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you would be so kind, talk about young Joey Spanglione's team. Sure. Last but not least, uh, Christian McCaffrey. And I'll give you credit where credit's due. Uh, you were high on him going into the year. I remember having that conversation with you. Uh, I was one of the doubters, and I look like an idiot. He's had an amazing um, year. For what it's worth, one, you're not the only one. Two, you wouldn't have been, like, super wrong at week eight. But come week, like, 13, 14, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. he. Uh, I mean, he's he's done some crazy good things for you. Uh, so obviously, best player there. Uh, worst start. Um, literally any anyone that you play in the flex position. Hey, I learned. I learned. I didn't play someone who's playing as we speak. No Thursday hey. night player for your boy. Hey, the smartest thing you've ever done. Um, and then what's the last thing we got here? Oh, wild card. I don't know if you agree. I gotta, I gotta let, me, let me look at my notes here. Um, ooh, no, ooh. I, I can agree with that. I, here's, here's the thing. Oh, give I, me I, your thing. Oh, phrasing. I'll give it to you. I don't know that phrasing. I would call him a wild card. What? I, I mean, he's the ninth best quarterback year to date right now in our scoring. Like why is why is that a wild card? I would I think I would look at a also your flex to be honest. Um, 
you've got some guys here. Like we we've always joked that like, you know, McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, they're auto starts. Aaron Rodgers, you're starting them. Uh, Keenan Allen, Odell, you're not taking them out. It literally right. like you you're. I got four, five guys. I got I have five literal people start. I'm playing. Your your flex is your worst start and your wild card in the same time. Like you, I don't I don't that, that's just where you're at. And and I'll, I'll go ahead and throw give you an example. Jalen Samuels this week. I don't know if you're him, but that is one who would be a wild card to me because he hasn't. I mean, he has opportunity. That's all. That's all we've seen to this point. Um, Jermaine Kearse, if you put him in, would be a wild card. Chris Fucking. Martis, Valdez, Scantling, all these guys have some potential. It's not like I couldn't see any of them doing anything good ever. Um, you know, Chris Thompson had 21 points week one. We kind of forget about it. His next week he followed it up with 15.8, and then somewhere in there he dies and really doesn't seem to get to form. But, you know, there are players out here who could who could accidentally do really well or poop the bed, and that's kind of – where you're at i mean i think i'm in a very lucky position um don't get me wrong i full respects to ryan's team last week when we were playing each other um i was decently confident in my points four and everything like that but there was an absolute chance i lose to ryan um he beats me on points four he gets the second seed and i absolutely did not want to play this week um, so one shout out to him. I think he's got a good team Two, uh, very lucky, very glad I get kind of a week right now to sort out what I got going on. Hands down. I don't think I've, my average flex points for the year, realistically, if I'm being straight up honest, has to be like 5.7 or five or five to six. It's yeah. bad. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. And and the defensive that that I were playing early on, especially if they were Thursday night, like just honestly miserable. Yeah, 100%. And I kind of want to throw that out there for the listeners in perspective. Chaboy, uh Frank Gore is averaging 6.9 points, essentially beating Chaboy Joey Spangler's flex every single week. It's fucking terrible. It's just, fucking terrible. Shout out my boy Frank Gore. Literally. Love that man. Hey, I'm just upset our commissioner won't allow us to trade this late in the season because I want Frank Gore. Um, but uh, I think that concludes our team breakdown for everybody in the playoffs. Um, and for all you all you guys out there, all four, four of you that aren't, in a position that matters, um, it doesn't get better. We're not going to talk about your game because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, but we'll take it from the top. We'll, we, we're not really going to break down the matchups here because we kind of already did. We talked about the teams that we like, talked about the teams that are favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I think I uh, interrupted Josh. Josh, rank your playoff teams. I ranked the bottom. You got to rank the top. I, I apologize. I kind of cut you off a little bit there. I didn't give you a chance to – to do your thing. That's all right. I'm going to throw some hot takes out there. Uh, it's some Love hot, it. But not Love right it. off the bat. Um, I'm going to put uh, Zach at one. I think his team is is just fucking solid as much as I hate to say it. 
Uh, I mean, he's proven it week in and week out, so I don't think there needs to be too much there. Um, number two, again, I'm kind of going in order, so so forgive me for this, but I'm going with Joey. Uh, his I think hey. his five is strong and a flex. Hey. If he can hey. get if he can get it like one flex play right, look out, competitor. Pick um, me for the vibe, for the vibe alone. There you go. So here's here's my hot take. Joe Colomancenzo, I said it before, if he can, if he, Melvin Gordon coming back, that team has been on a tear. He scored the most points in the season. I'm putting him three. I'm putting him Ooh. coming in hot. Ooh. Coming in hot. Um. And here's where I, it gets a little messy. I, MG and Alex Fear, I'm going to lean Alex Fear by the thinnest margin oh. and then oh. MG, but it is literally absolutely incredibly close. And Ryan, uh, shout out to Ryan. Uh, anytime Rex Burkhead's in your lineup this year, it's, it's just not going to go well, buddy. Fucking I, disaster. I drafted him. I owned him. Your team's not looking strong. You know, if you got James Conner back, we, we'd have a different conversation. Uh, but you don't have him, and I, I have a hard time looking at your matchups, looking at your team. I have a hard time thinking that we're going to see you next week in the playoffs. So uh, that's just that's just where I'm at right now. That's fair. That's fair. Can't argue. Um, I appreciate the rankings. Let's jump into the actual – calling winners and losers. We definitely gave our in-depth game breakdown, so we don't need to go into that. We're literally, we're going to go off the top, pick winners and losers. Um, Josh, I'll defer to you first. We're going to go with MG Settlers of Saquon versus Alex Fear, Wiley ACT prep guy. He won't need it. Yeah. uh, Like I said before, I I was ranking these teams kind of with the mindset of of looking at their matchups and everything else. By the thinnest of margins, I'm taking Alex Fear in this one. Oof. I mean, um, I one, I got to respect that. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. I think this is definitely a toss-up, especially when you get two teams of this caliber. But I'm going to pick MG because the team I don't want to face is Fear. I don't know if I really believe in MG, but I'm going to pick him because uh, that's the team that I would rather face later on more. So you go Alex Fear, I go MG. Let's jump into Joe Ryan. Fucking hot. Uh, not that hot for me. Again, if you if anyone here is listening, I'm going Joe, and I'm going Joe. Uh, you know, by a by a decent margin here. His team is. His team's got the better matchups. His team is I'm missing a piece, but uh, Ryan's missing in my mind a lot more. Um, yep, where that's where I'm at, Joe. Yep, I think I'm just going to echo what you kind of said. Uh, at the end of the day, Joe loses his RB one. Ryan loses his RB one. But realistically, Ryan lost Le'Veon Bell and replaced him with James Conner, and now doesn't have a replacement. Joe lost Melvin Gordon. Put Austin Eckler in. And he's probably going to be all right. That's his James Conner, so to speak. I I support Joe on this. He's put up points for a reason. Ryan honestly caught injuries at the worst time. This is arguably just like one of the most tragic potential losses I've ever seen. I think Joe's going to do it. Ryan is just with some terrible, 
fucking luck. Like this is this is really rough. But I agree. I go Joe, you go Joe. Yep. All right. Next matchup we're gonna get into it is Luke versus Ben. Uh, battle of the please don't pick me. Who do you got? Uh, I'm I'm taking Luke. Uh. Because part of me isn't convinced that Ben hasn't given up and that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be in the starting lineup. Um, <laughs> fair, Mahomes fair. is going to essentially uh, be the biggest scorer. The, the, he's going to change the game in this one. Um, I know he's got a tough matchup, but he's also a cheat code and he's the best player on either team. So I'm going Luke. That's fair. Um, I, I look underdog story. I'm gonna do it. I'll believe. I hope. I mean, so far tonight. Don't get me wrong. It's a Thursday. We're going late. I can see a little bit of the score. Jaguars got nine. Give me a pick six. Give me something to hope for. I'm picking Ben. I don't care. It's what I want to happen. I want it to be a wild card. And who loses? I want to see someone beer mile their heart out because they don't think that they should be there i'm gonna pick ben you go luke i go ben sounds good and then honestly and what i would what i would call the marquee matchup of the week all the all the guys who have to play in the bracket up top worst case scenario for them they just lose nothing else happens yeah for the sacco bowl if you or I mean we're I mean we're not we're not being idiots here. Ben is the the guy you got to beat. You got to beat him every time you play him right now. And if you lose, you you fucked up. So for Josh and Dan, for Gillis and old Uncle Hyder, if you do not win here, this is a big fucking deal. Yeah, Mark Marky matchup of the week. Are you taking yourself? Well, uh, again, we talked about it's late into Thursday night. We can see a little bit. Uh, had Dan take, put Derrick Henry in, I would have already conceded this week. Uh, shout out to Derrick Henry for no to your boy for dominating uh, when Dan has him on his bench. But running gonna- back two, run RB two. I'm okay. I don't know about all that, but I'm still gonna take Dan. Um, I don't. I, his receivers, man. I don't know. I, I he doesn't. He's he's proven that his team can do it just with the receivers. Uh, and there's a there's a really good chance Julio Jones goes for forty points on me. So, um, I'm taking Dan in this one. Um. You're realistically, you're just fucking chump. I'm so disappointed. I've never been so disappointed. Probably, <laughs> probably in my life. Uh, I don't have a child, but I would imagine if I did, this would be him coming home and saying like, "Dad, I didn't try today, and I failed." And I'd be like, "Holy shit! What do I? What do I do with you?" Um, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you in spite because I hope this is a fucking teachable moment <laughs> in 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 betting on yourself. Dan, garbage. Patriots play the Dolphins. 
like garbage. He's got Philly at Dallas. They're going to play like garbage. He's got Julio Jones thinking he's going to roll up into at Green Bay. This is post Mike McCarthy. This is look, the fucking freedom. This everything's good now. Look, it, it, like you win on all accounts. I, I would know what bet. You're I, to uh, do. Look, yo, no, I know no, 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 no. I would, I would bet an equivalent bet of a bet that has already been lost that I would win. What? We, we're we're going to have to talk in post-podcast. Okay. But I will bet you straight up that you will win this matchup. No, I don't want to do that because I want to win. So why would I root against myself? I don't know. Cover your Cover your bets. No, that's terrible. Just you no. win, you win, you lose, you still win. I don't know. What do you want? I, I don't want that. I want to. I want just to root for myself. And cool, and, cool, and cool, cool. Pick yourself, you bitch. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, then that's what it is. You're gonna pick Dan like a fucking chum. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick you. This yeah. is what's gonna. Just take me over the bar, and then I'm going to win the picks. Oh, okay. And then we're good to go. Uh, if you if you think that's going to be enough, then we're good. Well, realistically, I sure hope so. I can't wait either way. But do you have more to say? That's it, man. I'm done. Well, that's all I have to say, and that is going to be the end of the Whiskey Dicks Week Playoff Podcast. Week Playoff. That's, yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> week Playoff. Um, but that's the end of the podcast. A little longer than we thought. Hope you stay for the content. It's always good. Josh, let the people know what we got in store next week, and then we'll get out of here. Next week is not championship week. Hell but- no. But it's going to be a great week. Uh, uh, I don't know the Sacco Championship. That's 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 the number one. That's the thing. Exactly. That's, exactly. Sacco Championship. Everybody's, everybody's eyes full, are on that. Full Sacco breakdown. What it implies. What it means. We'll talk to Dom. We might get him on the podcast. I'll talk to him remotely. We'll make this happen. Next week's going to be a big podcast, and the week after that, I mean, we're going to break down how the actual winners feel as opposed to just Josh and, and his respective people. I mean, fucking hey. God damn it. God damn it, Josh. Hey, we're out here. We out here. Yep. Um, thanks to everyone who's listened so far. Uh, it, it's been a lengthy podcast. I know there are potential uh, sound difficulties. Give us all the feedback you can in the group. Me, if this is good, bad, there are other options we can explore. Did we do a good job? We are trying to toss face. We know when we talk over each other, it gets a little worse. Let us know everything that you can, especially if you made it this far, because you're the dedicated listeners. You're the people we cater to. Let us know. Hope to see you next week. Let the people know, Josh. Send them off. See you, fellas. See you, fellas. <laughs>